Well, hello, and thank you all for joining us for the Kingdompreneur Bible Success Call. It's always a pleasure to serve and assist you. I'm so excited that you took time out of your busy schedule to join us, and we definitely appreciate it. I'm super excited to introduce the host for this call, Dr. Stan Harris, a.k.a. Dr. Breakthrough, who is an evangelist, serial entrepreneur, martial artist, life trainer, life coach, husband, father, and so much more. If you'd like to know more about Dr. Harris, you can always Google him or visit his website, drbreakthrough.com. All righty, all righty. Thank you very much, my lovely wife, Nadia, my ABCD, adorable brown caramel delight. We say we're a covenant couple building covenant relationships based on the covenant of promise, and we aspire to inspire breakthroughs even after we've expired. So we started this call a little over five years, about five and a half years ago. Uh, didn't know if we'd go a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and here it is, five and a half years. So anyway, so hey, again, special Memorial Day weekend. Thank God for those, you know, some gave all, but all who served gave some. So we want to give a special shout out to those who served in armed forces, those who gave their lives in the line of duty. And, uh, and again, so this is that special weekend. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we claim the blood over those who have served in our armed forces. We thank you for those who are serving at this present time and those who have paid the ultimate price and have given up their lives. We pray for their families during this time. It's a hard time for many of them. And so we pray for your extra grace and comfort. Pray, God, you'll give us grace wisdom during this time as we speak and as we teach. We pray, dear Father, that you might use us to be a blessing to these people. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So again, we want to thank you for joining us on this Kingdompreneur Bible Success Call. And again, I used to teach entrepreneurship in the world. Entrepreneurship is based on what you can do. And so it's all based on you getting better and sharper and everything else, which that's fine. And that's always needed, but a kingdompreneur, I believe we have an unfair advantage because as a kingdompreneur, it's not based on what I can do. It's based on what I'm willing and, uh, to allow God to do through me. And if he can speak through a donkey, if he can use a rock, he can, if he can use a little boy's lunch, he could use you and I. And so, my friend, the scripture says, faithful is he, First Thessalonians 5, 24, who calleth you, who also would do it. Uh, Acts 19.11, and God wrote special miracles by the hands of Paul. Often uh, posed the question, was it Paul's hand or was it God's power flowing through Paul's hands? And if you use Paul's hands, he can use your hands. He can use your mind. He can use your testimony. He can use your life. And so, again, my friend, it's a very simple but powerful thought, and that is when I try, I fail. But when I yield to him, he, through me, prevails. So, again, when I try, I fail, but when I yield to him, he through me prevails. And so the secret, if there is such a thing, it's not a secret, it's a scripture, but it's simply surrendering. John 2, 5, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And by the way, the more expression, this is so good now, the more expression we give to the impressions, the more impressionable we'll become. Let me say that again. I mean, was that good? really good or super good. <laughs> I said the more expression we give to the impressions, the more impressionable we'll become. That is, uh, you know, so many times, you know, 
you got this thought, this feeling, this sense, and you, you, you thought, man, I should do this, and then you, you don't, then all of a sudden you're like, man, that was God, right? Or, or we'll say, something told me. Well, it wasn't something, it was someone. And that's that GPS, that gentle prompting spirit. And you say her word behind you saying this is the way walking in it when you turn to the left and when you turn to the right. So at any rate, I want to talk to you just for a few moments here again um, on this topic. Your money is in your house. Your money is in your house. In Second Kings chapter number four, I have taught and preached and taught on this from so many different angles and thoughts. And so I just want to talk to you for a few moments here and uh, uh, use this as a launching point, point, and I believe this will be a powerful message for us tonight. So 2 Kings 4.1, there was a, uh, excuse me, now there cried a woman, a certain woman, of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors come to take unto him thy two sons, my two sons, excuse me, to be thy, uh, to be bondmen. And Elisha, now he had to be an evangelist, a prophet, <laughs> instead of a pastor, right? Because he said to her, what shall I do for thee? In other words, woman, what do you want me to do? And here he says, tell me, what hast thou in the house? Ooh, that question right there. He says, tell me, what hast thou in the house? Now, the woman, she said, thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. And, of course, that's the thing that he's going to use. And he tells her, go borrow uh, the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, shut uh, thou shalt shut the door upon them and upon thy sons, and and thou shalt pour out all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, There's not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go. Sell the oil and pay thy debt and live, notice this now, live thou and thy children of the rest. <laughs> In other words, it's going to be so much profit that you're going to be able to live and your children, you're going to be able to live for the rest of your lives off of the profits. And that's where, you know, I heard years ago, um, Jim Rohn, known as the foremost business philosopher, we were speaking together in Montana. And he made this statement that was earth-shattering. It was a breakthrough uh, for me. I had known the concept, but the, the context in which he put it and the way he explained it um, just made it so powerful. That is, profits, he said, are better than wages. I mean, profits, he said, are better than wages. By the way, the most powerful speakers are the ones who can make the fewest words go the farthest. Ooh, that's good. So the most powerful speakers are those who can make the fewest words go the farthest. And I was explaining that concept, but with a lot of words. He made it so simple and yet so profound, and that is profits are better than wages. Now, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 6 will help us home a little bit, and we'll tie these two in. It says, in the house, 
of the righteous is, notice this now, not will be, in the house of the righteous is much treasure. But the revenues of the wicked, but in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. So in the house, God says, there is much treasure. Not there will be, but already in your house. So write this thought down, and that is this. The problem we have today, it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Mm, Let me say that again. The main problem we have is not a lack of resources, but rather a lack of resourcefulness. In other words, this woman had something, and, and, and so Elisha asked her the question, tell me, what hast thou in the house? Why? Because he was able to, he was going to show her how she could leverage, there it is, that powerful word again, uh, everybody I always say can't be a CEO or a CFO or a COO, but Dr. Breakthrough says everybody can be a CLO, and that stands for Chief Leveraging Officer. And so again, my friend, he says, what has sound the house? Why? He's going to show her how to leverage what she has to get what she needs. See, again, Archimedes said, if I had to lever long enough and a prop strong enough, I could single-handedly move the world. What you lack up in skill, you can make up for in leverage. What you lack up lack in education, you can make up in leverage. So power of leverage. And the most powerful people in the world are not the smartest people in the world. It's not the so-called most powerful people in the world. It's not even sometimes the most spiritual people in the world. It's the ones who leverage what they have the most or leverage others the most. <laughs> and so the key is, the money is already in your house. But the question is, are you leveraging what's in your house? In other words, are you leveraging what you do have to get what you need or what you think you ought to have? So, so Tawanda Williams, a dear friend of mine, and, and years ago I spoke for her in a, uh, a couple of her events, but um, she asked me to mentor her some. And, but her, her story and, and her as an individual, she's just so powerful. It's just incredible. But here she is born without arms, and yet she wrote a book. How did she write a book? Well, she didn't have arms, so guess what? She couldn't use her arms, but she used what she had, and that is she used her feet. As a matter of fact, uh, Johnny Wimbry, a guy who wrote a book called From the Hood to Doing Good, uh, Johnny said, look, Doc, this lady wants me to speak for her, but, man, I'm already scheduled that week. And, uh, and man, if you, if you have that date open, I'm telling you, man, it would be well worth your while to go speak for this lady and, uh, and she told me, she, uh, I said, okay, put me on the phone with her, let me, and I'll check the dates and everything that worked out. And I said, okay, let, let me talk to her. And so she told me she'd have 400 people. Well, I'm thinking mm, 175 maybe, and I showed up and there was 420 people. I was like, wow. <laughs> and then he proceeded to tell me, by the way, let me back up, about how this woman didn't have arms. And he said they were all at the, the Les Brown event, and he said she was taking better notes with her feet then everybody else was with their hands. And, and I was like, what? Are you serious? And then, of course, I got to meet her and know her and so forth. And again, so Tawanda simply leveraged what she has. So again, most people, they're stuck. You know why they're stuck? Because they, they, they think, watch this now, they think they need certain things or have to have certain things to be happy or successful. And they don't realize that most of those things they think they need or, have, or they have to have they think that's what's keeping them from their happiness, but that's not the thing. The problem is, is the fact that they think that they need those things. They think that they need this education. They think that they need all this other stuff, and that's what keeps them. I'm, I'm well reminded of the fact that people like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and, 
and uh, and even Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, they qu- quit college and become the richest men in the world, some of the richest men in the world. And most people think they can't be successful because they don't have enough college education. Well, I, I would say education is the key, but what we call education today may not be that. So, so real quick, let me get back on this. So what the, the house, it's, it's in your house. In other words, Elisha, her mentor, was going to show her now that she was overlooking something, and that is since the scripture says in the house of the righteous is much treasure, then since that's an imperative, then we just have to discover the treasure that's in our house that we didn't even know was there. See, Tawana had to discover the treasure that she could use her feet like people use her hands. And, and uh, he great, God graced her to be able to use her feet like people use her hands, their hands. And by the way, he showed this woman that in her house she had some empty vessels that she didn't really think was worthwhile but he helped her to discover that they were powerful. And I say to you, there's something in your house. For instance, you have a computer in your house. You have a phone in your house. <laughs> you, have, you have internet in your house. Well, guess what, my friend? In the house of the righteous is much treasure. Just like Elisha, what hast thou? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And if you tell me you have a computer, I tell you, my friend, that there's a lot of money to be made using your computer, leveraging the internet and leveraging your computer. But many people miss that. Many people overlook that. Many people don't understand that. And sometimes, my friend, it takes somebody to get us to slow down and realize and help us understand. Again, we're not suffering from a lack of resources. We're suffering from a lack of resourcefulness. In Proverbs chapter 28, and uh, verse 19, he that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. Now notice this. He that tilleth his land. In other words, it, it, it's, your, it's in your house. He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. Matter of fact, the scripture um, I was meditating on the other day, uh, let me see if I can uh, hold on to find it real quick. But it, it says something like in the house, uh, there's much tillage in the house of the poor. There's much tillage in the house of the poor. So in other words, again, it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. In other words, poor folk are overlooking some things that they could be using to create riches. And so in the house, so if you've got a computer, there's all kinds of systems, all, all kinds of programs that we work with. You, you, I mean, you, you can even leverage social media to make money. You can leverage now new programs. We have our anointed jo- uh, dream job system and anointed dream business systems that you can leverage. But if you have a computer, you can use that computer. You can sell things on eBay. I mean, there's all kinds of things available to you, my friend that you can leverage using the internet. You can leverage using your computer. So in the house of the righteous. Number two, in the hand. Listen, the money is already in your house, and the money is in your hand. The Bible says in Proverbs 20, 20, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. And by the way, Proverbs 13, 23, much food is in the tillage of the poor. So that was Proverbs 13, 23, uh, by the way, 
much food is in the tillage of the poor. Think about that. <laughs> but anyway, so, so, so not just in your house, but think about this, in your hand. In your hand. In Proverbs chapter number 12 and verse number 24, the scripture is very clear. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. In other words, God says, if you use your hands properly, watch this now, literally it can cause you to create incredible income. That's why Ecclesiastes says, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, Ecclesiastes 9.10. So again, my friend, uh, in the house of the righteous is much treasure, but also in your, not just in your house, but, but in your hands. Leveraging your hands, leveraging, first of all, what's in your house, but then leveraging what's in your hands, leveraging your hands, my friend, you, again, can produce incredible income. Just like this woman that thought, again, she didn't understand, she was overlooking it, it's my job to help you to discover, my friend, that the money's already in your house. The money is in your hand. You just, you just got to learn to be diligent. You got to learn to discover. You got to learn to be diligent, my friend, because the money is already there waiting for you. Uh, Proverbs ten sixteen. the labor of the righteous tendeth to life. See, it's in your hand. Matter of fact, let's go a step further. It's not just in your house. It's not just in your hand. It's, it's in your head. Um, it's 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 in your head. The money is in your head. See, most people don't think; they just think that they think. So Romans twelve two says we need to be transformed. How by the renewing of our minds. And so when our minds are renewed, my friend, all of a sudden now we can leverage and we can use our head to leverage concepts and thoughts to accomplish and create things instead of allowing our head to block us and allowing our – see, again, most people, their head or their mind is, is their greatest enemy. And instead, my friend, it ought to be your greatest ally. And so by using your mind and by asking yourself questions, my friend, and, and by thinking, you can learn, my friend, to create some things that can change the world. So the money is in your house, or the money is in your hand. The money is in your head. And by the way, money, write this down, is nothing more than an idea that has been implemented and marketed. Ooh, that's good right there. Is that good, really good, or super good? <laughs> I said money is nothing more than the result of an idea that has been implemented. See, a lot of folks have ideas. They just never implement them. Or if they implement them, they don't have the proper marketing of them. And again, as a marketer, your favorite radio station has to be W-I-I-F-T, which means what's in it for them. Everything you present has to be what's in it for them, not, not, not you, what's in it for them. And if you get good, if you get great at that, my friend, uh, by the way, selling is not selling is not something you do to people. It's something you do with people, helping them to discover their problem and discovering that what you have is a solution to the problem. And so, again, it's something you do with, you discover with people, not to people, okay? So the money is in your house. It's in your hand. It's, it's in your head. How about this? It's in your hurt. It's in your hurt. See, within your pain is hidden power, and God oftentimes will take our pain and push us to our prosperity. 
See, trouble never comes to a woman or man unless she brings a nugget of gold or good in her hand. And the problem is so many times people get so bogged down and so focused on their pain that they don't allow that pain to push them to their prosperity. Again, my friend, within your pain is hidden power, and that hidden power can be used to harness profits. Show me great inventions, and I'll show you somebody who suffered great pain, and they invented something. They used their head and applied their hand in their own house, hello, somebody, <laughs> leveraging their hurt to create something that would save others from going through the same hurt. And so, again, my friend, the more problems you solve, the more you get paid. And the more problems you solve for more people, the more money you'll make. The first recorded millionaire, female millionaire, not, not black, I mean, first recorded female millionaire, period, was a woman named Madam C.J. Walker, who invented some hair products, which, by the way, um, she was actually the forerunner of network marketing. And if you really want to trace network marketing, um, I believe, my friend, you can't, you'll go literally to Madam C.J. Walker. And she, she, she sold these hair products. And then the women, she found women that would like to market those products. And then she would pay them a certain amount. And she would establish, have different parties and different, different trainings for them and so forth. But, but really, that's the real foundation of network marketing. Uh, of course, I believe Jesus was the original networker, right? And he had 12, and through 12, he reached the world. But I'm talking about an actual physical uh, product and so forth, and a company and so forth was Madam C.J. Walker. But what happened? She, she found something that she solved the problem for a lot of women with their hair, but then she solved another problem of women needing to make money and needing to make money in a, in a way that wasn't degrading to them, and she did that, and guess what, my friend? Not only did she make a fortune, she empowered others to make a fortune as well, and it all came out of her hurt. Black women were being made fun of because of their hair and so forth, and, and again, they didn't have the proper things, and so she met a need. You see, my friend, I'm telling you, it's in your hurt. And what pain, what, what is it you've gone through, my friend, that you can leverage that and you can create a program, you can create a training, you can create, I mean, that's where counselors come from. I'm saying, listen, my friend, I'm telling you, in the house of the righteous is much treasured. Elisha, he said, what, what's in your house? Can I ask you, what's in your house that you've not been leveraging? Can I ask you, what's in your hand that you've not been leveraging? Have you not been diligent? Hey, what's in your head that you've not been leveraging? What ideals have you not implemented? What ideals have you implemented but you haven't marketed properly? What's in your hurt? I'm saying, listen, my friend, you've been hurt. All of us hurt. And some folks, my friend, I, I like to tell people, don't let hurt hurt you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and so hurt people who have been healed can be used to help others. But hurt people who have never been healed will end up hurting others. So if you've been hurt and you've been healed, then you can take that healing process, and now you can be used to help others to heal, to help others to get their breakthrough, to help others, my friend, and you can get paid for that and get paid handsomely in your house, in your hand, in your head, in your heart. How about this? In your happiness, in your happiness. See, the truth, somebody says this. They said, find out what you love to do and then do that, and now it's no longer work. Then if it's not work, my friend, you'll give it your all, and if you give it your all with passion, you can't help but be successful. 
But so many times people just settle to take a job. They just settle to do this thing that, that they're comfortable. They just settle. But listen, my friend, I'm telling you, if you find the thing that fits into your purpose that helps you, my friend, to have that happiness, now, my friend, you can, you can, you can go like crazy. Matter of fact, a man's gift, Proverbs 18, 6 says, maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. And your gift is something that you'll operate in and they'll help you to be happy and help you to be on purpose, my friend. And so in, the, in your happiness, what, what is it that makes you happy? What is it that brings you joy? You can leverage that thing and you can use that and what we would say monetize that, get paid from doing that thing that makes you happy. Because if it makes you happy, it can make others happy. If it makes others happy, you can earn some money. All righty. So the prophet Elisha, he said to the woman, what hast thou in the house? Well, she said, I, I, I don't have much, but, see, we're always undervaluing. You see, when you, when you undervalue you and what you have, then the rest of the world will undervalue what you have to offer as well. See, I, I keep saying this is one of the most powerful things that I came across, and that is when I didn't like me, other folks didn't like me. When I, when I realized if God loved me, then it's okay for me to love me. And when I started loving me and liking me, matter of fact, it got so bad, I, <laughs> I used to say all the time, uh, and I used to always say, man, if I wasn't me, I'd want to be me. I, I like being me so much that if I wasn't me, I'd want to be me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but, but again, but the same thing. I mean, you, you, God made you a special limited edition, and you should like being you. God loves you. He made you the way you are. He made you special. He made you unique. And, and listen, I'm telling you, my friend, part of, part of your power, walking in your power is knowing that. And I'm telling you, my friend, that's part of your happiness also, liking who you are and realizing God gave you gifts and talents that you can leverage. And then, so what's in your house? What's, what's in your hand? What's in your head? What's in your hurt? What's in your happiness? And then your help. Your help. What's in the help? See, see there's much treasure in the house. And by the way, in your help. In other words, this woman came to Elisha. Elisha became her mentor. And the men were able to give her some powerful instruction that helped her to realize that the money was already in her house, and then she was able to leverage it. And, you know, she did exactly what he said, and she went out and borrowed. And, by the way, who wants to borrow these empty pots when you're already in debt? So when you, these folks, they, they trip me out. You've got to understand there's good debt and there's bad debt. There's leveraged debt. Come on, somebody. There's liable debt, but then there's leveraged debt. And, uh, matter of fact, Oftentimes in businesses, I show people how to get started with no money out of pocket. It's called OPM, other people's money. And I've done this many, many, many a time, and that is use a credit card. And, and I know there's some people that don't use credit cards, and people tell you to burn them up, to cut them up and all that, and that's fine and dandy. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. But, but, again, if that's what you need to help you, uh, fine. Once you, but once you get to a place where you understand um, that you only use it for these purposes, then it's a different thing. But here's the thing. So I help people to get started in business. I say, look, no money out of pocket. We'll help you get started. You put it on the credit card. I'll show you how to make this money. 
once you make the money, you do it within 20, uh, less than 30 days so that when the bill comes and even before the bill comes, you have the money to pay it off. So now it's OPM, other people's money. By the way, that's what the rich and famous do. They don't use their own money. They leverage other people's money. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyway, um, it's a powerful kingdompreneur principle, and hopefully you'll get that next week. But, that, but, but watch this now. The money is in your help, in your help. See, in order to fulfill a dream, it takes a team, a powerful team, to accomplish your dream. And the bigger the dream, the more powerful and the bigger the team. So watch this. So she developed a team. Watch this. Elisha, her mentor, was part of the team. He, he gave the leadership. But then guess what? Her boys became part of the team. And, uh, and, and I believe this is on purpose to help them so they could carry on the family business long after she's gone, by the way, and they could take part in this and see it. Because, again, what I, what I hear, I tend to forget. What I see, I tend to remember. But what I experience, I never forget. That's powerful. Did you get those three things? I said, what I hear, I tend to forget. What I see, I tend to remember. What I experience, I never forget. And that's why when I speak, I, I create experiences that people never forget. Even when I meet people sometimes, uh, of course, Nadia had to say, baby, you got to ask people, can't just do that. But, but when I meet certain brothers, I'll say, hey, you, you ever had a breakthrough hug? And they're like, no, do you mind if I give you a breakthrough hug? <laughs> and I pick them up with one hand, right? They're like, I mean, they'll never forget that, right? But well, here's what I'm saying. And when I do my presentations, try to do things that are memorable, uh, break something. Uh, but, but anyway, here's what I'm saying. In your help. So, so th that is in your help. One to chase a thousand, two will put 10,000 to flight. The Bible says two are better than one. Why? Because when they fall, the other can, if they, when they fall, the other can pick them up. So the team, there's got to be, see, see, there's got to be a powerful team. And the reason poor folks are poor, they're trying to pick themselves up by their own bootstraps. It doesn't work, my friend. You've got to have a team. You've got to assemble a team. You got, and, and I call the success line. And a success line means each of us creates a success for the rest of us. Not in I. We say if it's not win, 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 we're not in. But, however, whenever it's win, 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 we're all the way in. And so we do things that are win, win, win. But, hey, in the help of the righteous, I could kind of put it that way, is much treasure. In other words, when you realize we may not have it all together, but guess what? Together we have it all. That's powerful. So the, 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 the understanding here is you need to understand like it was uh, Henry Ford, actually, on his own trial, and the lawyer, the attorney said, you know, you're not a very smart man. You're not a very educated man. And Henry Ford said, well, that might be so, but I'm smart enough to know I don't know it all. So I've hired people who are smart in the areas where I'm weak so they can sure up my weaknesses. So you're right in one sense, I'm not that smart. But in another sense, I'm smarter than you think. Because I'm smart enough to hire people to become part of my team to shore up for my weaknesses. Come on, somebody. That's good right there. I mean, is that good, really good, or extra, extra good, right? <laughs> and that's the beauty of it, my friend. And that's the beauty. And so that's why, my friend, a group of people working together, you could always do more. There's no Lone Rangers. I mean, even even a Lone Ranger had Tonto. Come on, somebody. So I'm saying, so you've got to get good. Again, your ability, write this down, your ability to net work will eventually determine your net worth. 
And so they say, again, you're only six degrees of separation from everybody in the world, but now with the invention of the Internet and all these social media sites, platforms, and things that we can leverage, these tools that we can leverage, you may be only one or two people away uh, from everybody else in the world. And so it would behoove you, it would behoove you, my friend, to be able to incorporate the work of some other folks, to have a mentor, someone who can pour into you, but then have some mentees, someone you can pour into, because guess what? You learn it more when you're trying to teach it to someone else. Uh, that's 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 so powerful. And that's a whole nother kingdom put our principle right there. Um, uh, but then I've got to close. My time is out, and that is in the harvest. In your harvest is much treasure. He said, "In my harvest, yes." See, we are blessed to be a blessing, and the Bible says there is that withholdeth, uh, like Proverbs chapter number eleven, by the way, and uh, verse number twenty-four. There is a scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul, verse 25, shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. So when you're harvesting, when, so when God gives you a harvest, my friend, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't eat up all your seed. You don't eat up all the harvest. You've got to save some more for planting. But also, my friend, you've got to understand you're blessed to be a blessing to others and and the bare minimum you give of your tithe, the 10%, but then, see, the tithe is the debt we owe, but the, the offering is the love we show, and, and God wants to use us. See, if he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. And the Bible says he gives uh, bread to the sower. Come on, somebody. So, see, if you're a sower, so again, my friend, in your harvest, see, here's the problem. A lot of folks get the harvest, and they keep it all for themselves. No, my brother, you, my sister, my brother, you got to be like the uh, cup. Like David said, my cup runs over. See, when the brother cup runs over, saucer gets some too. And if the cup keeps running over, not just the saucer, but the table and the tablecloth and the floor. And that's what needs to be happening, my friend. Is 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 instead of being like the dead, or just takes and takes and takes and doesn't give anything out. No, it should be coming in and going out. Blessed to be a blessing. So, my friend. If you understand these things, I promise you, <laughs> you can start recognizing the wealth and harvesting the wealth and be a blessing to many people. In Jesus' name, I want to thank you, Lord, that those who have listened will implement. Those who have listened will let it sink deep. Those who even hear the replay will listen and get it deep down in their spirit. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for your powerful word. Amen and amen.